Blessed be your name On a road marked with suffering Though there's pain in the offering Blessed be your name Every blessing you pour out I'll turn back to praise When the darkness closes in, Lord Still I will say Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be your name Lord, blessed be your name. Sing that with me. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Your glorious name, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name. Celebrate 
Just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm Right. 
From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to L.A. With its pride in every American heart This time we stand and say There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up Just take a, a moment and recognize some folks here. If you are a, a veteran of World War II, would you stand up, please? Do we have any World War II? We do. Edsel Harrell. Continue standing. Continue standing. You know, for a while, our church had the oldest living World War I veteran with uh, Roy Tucker and Jack Bennett. And a lot of folks came, they, uh, Roy was 106 and Jack was 110. And a lot of folks came to, to recognize them. Any veterans of the Korean conflict? Jerry Johnson. Any veterans of the Vietnam War? Steve and Jerry, that's again. What about Desert Storm? Ryan Wayne. Iran, Afghanistan, Herb and back. I'm going to ask all the veterans to stand at this time. Let us recognize all of you at one time. What a debt of gratitude we owe to each of you that we're able to be here today and worship God. There's so many, so many parts of our world today that don't have that freedom. And in this corner, you have made it possible for us to continue living and worshiping and serving our Lord the way that this country was designed. Thank you so much for your sacrifice. My sermon this morning is a little bit different twist 
It's entitled, God Bless America or Bless God America. And I base it on Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. And Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord forgives and heals and redeems and crowns and satisfies and renews. And because of that, we are called to bless him. So often I think we get things a little backwards. We want God to bless us, and indeed he has. But I think the more we bless him, then we won't have to worry about him blessing us. It'll just come automatically. Let's pray. Father, as we gather on this July the 4th, we acknowledge that you have blessed America richly. And to the extent that we honor and bless you, we know that blessing will continue. Father, help us as American Christians to lead the way in this nation of glorifying and honoring you because you are worthy and blessing your holy name. And to the extent that we are willing to do that and that our nation is willing to follow, then undoubtedly you will bless us and you will continue to bless us as you have these past 234 years. We love you, God, and we thank you for the privilege of being in America today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever walked away from a conversation wishing you had said something a little differently? Just about every time, that's the case with me. You know, I'll go home and I'll I'll be lying in bed and I'll think, why didn't I say this? Or, you know, why why didn't I come up with this? You know, I'll be in a discussion with somebody and I'll just say, uh... And and there's so so many more eloquent words that, that could have conveyed my thought at that particular time. I write better than I talk sometimes, so so sometimes maybe I just need to write out my conversation with you. And when you're talking to me, give me a chance to write something down and hold it up or or something like that. I love written words and I notice words. I I notice uh, turns of phrases that are are interesting to me. And since 9-11, I have noticed a proliferation of bumper stickers that say, God bless America. A lot of cars are flying, you know, a magnetic American flag and you know, a, a lot of good patriotic symbols on our homes and, and uh, on our cars. I've got an American flag flying in front of my house this morning. But I saw one bumper sticker that kind of turned things around, and it made me stop and think. It didn't say, God bless America. It said, bless God, America. And for a moment, I thought my dyslexia was acting up. You know, I thought something was backwards, and it took me a while to, to sink in what it was saying. It said, bless God, America. You know, no doubt God has blessed our nation. We are wealthy. We have the fact that we have a roof over our head and clothes on our back and and food to eat places us in about the top 5% of the world's population. Just that fact. But uh, if we, 
if we turn around the idea, instead of God blessing America, let us as American Christians turn that focus around and think about how we can bless God, how we can glorify Him, how we can honor and worship Him. You see, I, I am convinced that the world does not revolve around us. It doesn't even revolve around our nation. I, I keep going back to that first sentence in um, The Purpose Driven Life. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's all about God. So how can we turn the focus from ourselves back to God? How can we take the focus out of God do this for me? God provide this for me? God take care of me? God you know, give me what I want. How can we turn that focus around to, God, you placed me here to worship you and honor you and bless you and glorify you, and I'm just going to spend my days doing that. And to the extent that I do that, I am convinced that God is going to provide for us, and he is going to bless us, and he is going to take care of us, but we don't need to focus on us. Amen? We need to focus on the Lord. America, bless God. And as we do that, then undoubtedly God will bless us. Okay, so if we want to bless God, how do we go about doing that? And I came up with about a half dozen things just right out of the Bible. So what I'm going to do is just in the outline in your worship bulletins, give you these half dozen ideas for ways that we as American Christians can bless God and turn this focus around off of us and back onto Him. And each of these... Um, Ideas has scriptural support. To, and, and what I did was just go through the Bible. Where, where does God say you bless me? How do we bless him? When do we bless him? When and how do we glorify him? And, and to the extent that we are able to do that, then undoubtedly God will bless us. First of all, we bless God by obeying his commandments. That's a hard one, isn't it? We bless God the Bible says that if you love me, you will, you'll do my commandments. You'll obey me. 2 Corinthians 9.13 says you will glorify God through the testing of this ministry. You glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ by the generosity of your sharing with them and all the others. You, bless, you glorify God by your obedience. You know, to some extent, children are a reflection on their parents. If your children do well, your parents are proud. If your children don't do as well, you, you know, you struggle with that. In the same way, I think we as Christians are a reflection on our Heavenly Father. And to the extent that we honor and obey Him, we bless Him. That idea is carried out by Paul when he talks about children in Ephesians 6, 1 and 2. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. If you obey your parents as, as uh, children, you obey them, you honor them and love them. And it goes on, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. You see that? Verse 1 says, obey them. Verse 2 says, honor them. Those two go hand in hand. To the extent that you obey your parents, you honor them. You can't separate those two things. You don't honor your parents when you disobey them. And it's the same way with our Heavenly Father. As his children, when we are obedient to him, we show him that we love him and that we honor him and we bless him and we glorify him. But don't tell me you love God if you disobey his commandments because those two things do not go together. They're mutually exclusive. 
So obey God, and in doing so, you honor him. Secondly, you bless God by doing good works. And I know I've been harping on this recently. I talked about this a little bit last week about you know, the rest of the gospel. Not only do you need to be saved, but you need to do something with your salvation. You need to serve. But uh, Matthew 5, 16, Jesus says, Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's that's right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And then Paul picks up that idea in 2 Corinthians 5.20, and our RAs will tell you this verse, since we are ambassadors for Christ, God is making an appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ. Be ye reconciled to God. So we are God's ambassadors. What is an ambassador? If you stop and think about it, an ambassador is a citizen of another country that represents that country in a foreign land. And how that citizen talks and works and thinks and relates in that foreign country is a reflection of his home country and its leadership. So if we are ambassadors for Christ, that's acknowledging that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven and the way we operate here in this world is a reflection of our home country and its leadership. So you don't do good works, listen to me, you don't do good works to get saved. God saves you by grace through your faith in Him. God saves you by His grace. But once you are saved, Jesus goes on to say, let your light shine, do good things, so that others may see those good works and glorify and bless God who is in heaven. How you act and how you behave as a Christian, once again, is a reflection on the Father. And doing good works is a way to reflect His love and it brings blessings to Him. The third way you bless God is by keeping ourselves pure. A lot of folks think, you know, I was thinking, you know, this is my body. I'm going to do with it what I want to. That's not what the Bible says. Once you become a Christian, your body doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to God. 1 Corinthians 6.20, you were bought with a price, so glorify God with your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. It belongs to the Father. So take care of it. Keep yourself pure and holy and upright because your body doesn't belong to you. You don't want to put any substance in it that destroys it. You don't want to uh, expose yourself to anything in your mind that will be impure because your body, your mind, your thoughts all belong to God. There was a man in church who was known for, for hugging all the women. Okay, I'll just say it like that. And uh, every, every Sunday when he was called on to pray, he would stand up and say something like, Oh Lord, just clean out the cobwebs in my life. Well, finally, a young lady who had had enough, when he finished his prayer, she stood up and said, And Lord, don't just clean out the cobwebs, kill the spider that keeps making them. <laughs> and that's the way it is so often. We've got to keep ourselves pure, and when we do so, We bless God. We honor Him. Fourthly, you bless God by witnessing, by leading others to Him. You bless God by evangelizing, by by spreading the gospel 
by telling others about Jesus. There's a passage in Acts 10 where Peter and Cornelius are out preaching and there's a Gentile centurion who was saved and his whole household. And in the, con in the course of uh, Peter preaching, everyone who was listening is saved and in Acts 11, Peter goes back to Jerusalem and he tells them what had happened because they weren't sure whether or not this gospel should apply to the Gentiles or not. But as soon as those folks back in Jerusalem hear that the Holy Spirit fell upon all those Gentiles, then they begin praising God. And, and it says in Acts eleven eighteen, when they heard this, they glorified God. When they heard this, they were silenced because they were complaining about the Gentiles getting saved. When the Holy Spirit fell, they were silenced and they praised God saying, then God has given even to the Gentiles repentance that leads to life. So when Christians hear about the salvation of others, they praise God. They praise God. When, when you invite your neighbor or your friend or your family member to church and you're sitting there beside them in the pew and you're praying for them during the service and when the invitation is given, that person gets out and walks to the front and stands before this congregation and says, I want to give my life to Jesus. That praises God. That blesses him. And that's another way that we as America can bless God. We as American Christians can lead America to bless God by obeying his commandments, by doing good works, by keeping ourselves pure, by leading others to him. Fifthly, we bless God when we live in unity. Romans 15, 5 and 6, may the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what that verse is saying, may you live together in harmony so that with one accord, your voice may glorify God the Father. The devil loves dissension. The devil loves disunity. He loves controversy and he thrives on conflict and confusion. God's people, when they dwell together in harmony and peace, are a blessing to God. And it is a witness to the world that that church works together to serve him. Don't you think it's a bad witness when a church gets in conflict with itself and the world just looks at that church and says, they aren't any different from us. But when a church dwells together in peace and harmony and they work together to, a, to serve God and they have a vision that, that accomplishes a common goal, then it is a blessing to God and it is a witness to the world and it brings him glory. That's why Christian fellowship is so important and when we live and serve God together, he is blessed. So we bless God by living in unity. Finally, we bless God when we offer freedom to everybody because we were created, the Bible says very clearly, we were created to be free as a matter of fact, in Isaiah 61.1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord, he's prophesying. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim liberty to the captives. He has anointed me, sent me to bring good news to the oppressed. <coughs> and what's interesting is in Jesus' first sermon, he quotes this scripture. You want to know what the Messiah's purpose is? Jesus, when he stands up to preach his very first sermon in Luke 14, Verses 8 and 9, he says, The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me because he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, to 
proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus came to, pro to proclaim release to the captives. Captives to what? Captives to sin. And you're captive to a sin. You are a slave in bondage such as you have never known. And that's the way it is. God made us for freedom, to be free in Him, to be slaves, not to sin, but to Jesus Christ. And to the extent that we are slaves of Jesus, we are free from the bondage of this world. And when you do so, it will bless God. So why is it important to bless God? You know why America, bless God America, why is that so important? Well, I, I think it's our purpose as Christians here in this world. We ought to bless God. There's a scene in Revelation 4 where John is, is given his revelation and he's brought right up to the, the door of heaven and he goes in and he tries to describe what heaven is like and in, in earthly terms and it's impossible. He says it's like gold and jewels and lightning and thunder and there's this throne in the center and he knows that the Lord is sitting on that throne in the center and around him is a sea as smooth as glass. And he says there's 24 elders in white robes and gold crowns surrounding the throne and praising him and around the throne there are four living creatures. And when those four living creatures begin to praise God, those 24 elders fall on their faces and take off their crowns and lay them at the foot of the, of the throne of God. And they begin to praise God and they say, Worthy art thou, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou didst create all things, and by thy will they existed and were created. You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor. And power. Why is it important to bless God? Because He is worthy. Amen. He is worthy. He is the only thing that is worthy in all creation for your honor, for your obedience, for your love and your service and your devotion. The only Lord who is worthy. So I think every morning when we get out of bed, we ought to say, Worthy art thou, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power for Thou didst create all things, and all things that are created exist by you. We can take off the crown of righteousness that Jesus has given us in our salvation and lay it before the throne of God and declare his worthiness. That's why America ought to bless God, because he is worthy. And when we obey his commandments and do good works and keep ourselves pure and lead others to him and live in unity and offer freedom to everybody to the extent that we do that, God will bless America. We don't have to cry out, God bless America, because we'll be leading America to bless God. And to the extent that we bless God, we can be certain that he is blessing us and our worries will be no more because the focus will be off of us and onto our Creator. You know, it's kind of silly for a, a pot to say to the potter, you're not taking very good care of me. You know, I'm a brown pot. I wish I were a red pot like that one over there. I wish I had a gold stripe like that one over there. <laughs> the pot is just glad to be a pot, isn't it? And, and God is our potter. We are his clay. How silly it is of us 
to take the focus off of the Creator and place it upon ourselves. Instead, we the created ought to say, bless God for creating us. We glorify you. Worthy art thou, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power and authority and dominion over all the earth, over all created things, because God is God. Shall we pray? God, we know that you have blessed us. And I believe it's because America has been a Christian nation, but we see that focus shifting in recent years. And I fear your blessing is withdrawing from our nation. Help us as Christians to lead the charge to bless you once again by living holy lives, by honoring you and worshiping you and loving you by giving a Christian witness in such a way that the world cannot ignore it any longer. And to the extent that we bless you, we won't have to worry about you blessing us because the focus won't be on us anymore. It'll be where it has always belonged, on the God and Creator of all things. You alone are worthy Oh God, to receive glory and honor and blessing and power. On July the 4th, we as America want to bless you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to sing a, a song which is really just a, a context to give you the opportunity to make a decision public. Maybe you have professed your faith privately in recent weeks, and you need to share that publicly. Maybe you want to offer your life to Jesus right here, right now, or join this church, or rededicate your life, or come forward and pray. Whatever decision you have to make, I'll be at the front. Let's stand together. We're going to sing, I Surrender All. You come. We'll sing. Jesus. Jesus.